Greetings, boys and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pod Crypt. I'm your host, Wade, and this is the season finale of season one of Tales from the Pod Crypt and Tales from the Crypt as we talk about collection completed with our good friend, Scott Yoakum. This was recorded a few weeks ago. Um, sadly, there has been a delay in this episode. Apologies for that. It's just been a very busy few weeks. Uh, a couple of mental health days we needed because uh, I was in the middle of film production of this new short film we've been working on. And, you know, if you've ever done film, it gets exhausting. And sometimes you need a little time off. So here we are. And since this is season one finale, there will be a season two. It will not be next week. Season two will probably be end of June, early July of 2021, mostly because I like to take these episodes just so we have them just backlogged and we just put them up every week. And also it gives me some time to decompress because I have a couple film production, two film productions, uh, a music video I'm filming for my new band because they have a new album. We have a new album coming out this summer. So it's going to be very hectic the next few weeks. So I'm taking a little bit of a break, but there will be a season two and season two has a lot of great episodes. But before we get into this episode right now, we got to plug Jen Tonin, who did the music, because she's awesome. Did you hear the music? You've been listening for six straight episodes. You should already go check out our Bandcamp, jentonin.bandcamp.com. That's not all. You can also follow us on Instagram, Tales from the Pod Crypt. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Productions. But enough of this. You've been waiting a few weeks for this episode, and I'm here to deliver it. Collection completed with Scott Yoakum. And we're here with the un- incomparable, the affordable, the uncomfortable Scott Yoakum. Hi, Wade. Uh, it's nice to be back on the show. I just wish it was under better circumstances. Yeah. Uh, nobody died. I'm just not a fan of this one. <laughs> Uh, season. <laughs> this is the season finale of this uh, of this show, and the season finale of Tales from the Crypt, uh, season one. Gonna be honest, after an episode like this, I'm surprised that this wasn't the series finale for Tales from the Crypt. This is not a good episode. Uh, yeah. So both of us, I think I'm okay with the episode more than you are. <laughs> I, I, th- I, think- I think. I think I've. I think it's one of those things, like, I've learned to live with it. This, well, for me, what, what gets me is the subject matter. That's the part that ha- where it's like, under normal circumstances, I, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. I'd just be like, it was what it was. But, like, if it wasn't for the subject matter and what was going on in it, yeah, I... I would I say, I'm going to say it now, there's a trigger warning for people who've never watched this episode. There are, well, you don't see harm to animals, but it's implied. It's heavily implied. Yeah. Heavily implied. Heavily. But don't heavily worry. Implied. But don't worry, guys. The harm to the animals looks like absolute dog shit. Pun intended. So let's just... This is based on the issue, Vault of Horror number 25. This aired on June 28th, 1989 on HBO. And, well, let's just... This might be a short episode. Wait, can I just say... Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking, and for those listening at home or wherever you are, I'm holding in my hand a page of notes. I mean, Wade's got, he's got notes. Notes for days. He, down to, like, everything you, you would need to know. You know, actors, the years, the date, all that great stuff. He put more effort, I want you to hear the papers, so this, you know, because podcast. 
Uh, he put more effort into getting information for this episode than they probably actually put into this episode. Okay. Just my opinion. So we're going to talk about... Just my humble opinion. So we're going to talk about the people involved with this. Right. We'll try to be nice. Well, I can't say anything too bad about the actors. I mean, the actors were fine. I I meant the screenplay. We're going to get to the screenplay first. Uh, Screenplay is by uh, a couple people. By three people. Battle Davis... Battle David, that's a great fucking Was an name. editor for Wild Thing and then Elvira. Not a writer, an editor. Randolph yeah, editing, writing, it's the same thing. Basically. Randolph Davis was an unknown, but eventually he would be able he would write Police Academy, Mission the, to Moscow. Oh. Oh, that breaks my heart. Uh and then A I love Police Academy, but that all, all of them are fine, but that last one. Oh. And A. Whitney Brown was an SNL writer. So no, no one really is super well known. No one's super well known, and also the fact that like she doesn't have a specific like sketch she's known for writing or things of that nature to me says like she was fine. Yeah, you know, the she's dire- fine. The director was Mary Lambert, who directed uh, Siesta, also directed Pet Cemetery, the 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 the, the theatrical one, like the, the original one? one. Yeah, theatrical. Really? Yes. Oh my god. And eventually... What? Wait, did she do that before this episode? Because I don't know when Pet Cemetery came out. Was that before this Pet episode? Pet Cemetery was at 88, so this is 89, so probably around the time. Because, oh my god. All, whatever talent she had in Pet Cemetery, it's not shown here. She also did Pet Cemetery 2, uh, uh, Face of Evil, Halloween Town 2, which I've never seen any of Halloween Town, so I don't know. I saw the first one uh, last year for the very first time with Caitlin. Thanks, Disney+. Plus. And... She also directed Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Which, as we all know, should have won the Oscar. Yes. Let's be, let's be honest. Don't give it to don't give it to a movie like Boyhood or Hurt Locker or whatever. Mac and Me. Mac and well no, Mac and Me didn't Mac and Me also didn't win. That's why that's that's another tragedy for another day. But uh yeah, no, give me that Mega Python or whatever the fuck she did. Uh, yeah, so that is... Wait, 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 I can still cuss, I can cuss yes. on the show, right? Oh, this episode's gonna have a lot of cussing. Um, so that is the, the DMs, the Dungeon Masters of this episode. Now let's, let's get to the players, which is only two main ones, one side character. Right. We'll get into the side character when we talk about the synopsis. So the main characters are M. Emmett Walsh, playing Jonas. He's, he's legendary. He's one of those guys that, like, you'll never remember his name, but you know you've seen him. You've... You've seen that jawline from, before. From the jerk. Uh, right. Blade Runner. He was the sergeant Blade Runner. Right. Critters. Uh, Fletch. Back to school. He also did a lot of television work. Uh, to, to the best of my knowledge, his most famous role is playing uh, Jill's dad on uh, Home Improvement. Oh. And, uh, the sergeant. He's still alive. He is still alive. He's 85. Uh, 85. Years, yeah, 85 years old. 85 years young. Yes. And uh, he's still just as good. Uh, I will. I think we'll say before we get into the synopsis. There's nothing wrong with the actors, right? That's the thing. It's 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 a case of you have people who they have the track record. They they've proved they they can they prove that they can do what you need them to do. It's just what they were needed to do just wasn't that good. Will hunting. <laughs> uh, there's Audra Lindley who yep. plays Anita. Uh, she played Helen Roper from Three's Company, and oh, yeah. I did not know there was a Roper spinoff. Yes, did uh, not know that. Yeah, that's why Don Knotts came in. 
It started with the Ropers being the landlords, and then when they did the spinoff, oh. the Ropers, he Don Knotts came in. I've only seen like maybe fifteen episodes of Three's Company ever in my life. I'll say this: you might want to. And I keep on, and I keep on thinking I've seen more, but then I start thinking of who's the boss instead. I, <laughs> I don't know say, why. I'll say this. It's an underrated show. It's one of those shows that everybody knows the name of, and you know the plot and everything, but you don't really know it. No, 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 but, like, you don't really know. Like, you can't really, you can never really, like, not many people can say, oh, I remember this specific episode of Three's Company. I can only remember, I only know one specific episode. No, two specific episodes. There was the one where uh, Janet was being sexually harassed by her dance teacher, and the one where uh, the second blonde roommate was was I think she was getting like pranked a lot or something and there was a situation where they went to pull a prank on her that when they really shouldn't have but they didn't know which episode were they trying to make uh, Jack look like a homosexual that's every episode that's right because uh, the, the well the idea is if they if they find I think it's like if they find out he's not gay then he can't live there. Like, I think the idea is it has to be, so like... So there's no stakes for the two female Well, I think uh, that's tenants. the I, I think that's the idea. I think the idea is, like, it can't be, like... You know what I mean? I guess, like, maybe, like... I'll, I don't know how to put it, because so, it's that... It was that... It's that... That was, it was that time. So what you're saying is you'd rather talk about Three's Company than this episode. Yeah, I actually, really, I actually like Three's Company. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk... Let's so, hear. uh, welcome to, uh... The Three's Company podcast, uh, I don't know what we're going to call it, and today we're going to talk about why John Ritter was the only man who could play Jack Tripper. So, uh, Wade, uh, as my first guest, uh, I have to ask, uh, could anyone have else have played Jack Tripper? No. All right, end of podcast. All right, okay, so <laughs> let's go to the synopsis this episode. Every From the DVD, every retiree needs a pet project. So Jonas takes up taxidermy, turning the many pets of his wife, Anita, I typed that wrong, into a stuffed menagerie. Sit still, don't move, this one will leave you in stitches. The synopsis just totally just told you the whole episode. Wait, I just want to say two problems I have with this synopsis. Number one, I appreciate the fact that you said menagerie flawlessly and then stuttered with the very next word, which I think was still. Sit still. Sit still. Uh, But also, um... That synopsis is bullshit, and when we get to the episode discussion, I will tell you why I find that synopsis bullshit. We're going to get to the opening segment with right. the Crypt Keeper and Peeves the Dog. You got to talk about Peeves the Dog, which is like, dead? I think it was, so. I think the idea was it was one of the taxidermy dogs from the yeah. episode. Uh, and then, of course, we do a dramatic reading, which is going to be the best part of this whole episode. Before I get to tonight's terror tale, I'd like to introduce you to my pet peeves. Oh, like pet peeves. Yes. I like that. He has a terror tale of his own. Tonight's skin pimpling story is about a couple with their own pet peeves. I call this chunk of chilling charnel cheddar collection completed. Okay, I'm gonna call bullshit on that because on the there name. was nothing terrifying about this episode. And no collection was completed. Yeah, yeah. That, that okay. Also, a taxidermy. Hold on. Okay, how could you have a completed collection of taxidermy? Well, in this case, it was because every, every it was all the animals. In the house. Every ha- yes. Okay. Um, but I don't like the I I don't like the name. I think the name like 
I just I, we just sort of made sense of it, but it's one of those things where it's like I can understand if it was like a character who had like a collection compulsive like yeah. behavior, but he really doesn't. And uh, y- yeah, I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. The reason I I say that description is bullshit is because the description makes it sound like he moonlights as a taxidermist after retiring. Yeah. He literally learn he literally learns how to do it at the very end. You don't there's no there's no build up and to it. In record time. Yeah, there's no build up to it. He doesn't take a class. You don't see the mistakes. Yeah. Nothing. He's it's, a pro, he's a pro. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> although when you see what it looks like, we're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump into the whole episode. Creepy rain, lightning in the window, creepy dissonant piano, here comes Anita with a cake to turn on the lights, happy retirement party, it looks like a surprise party, ooh, what's gonna happen here? And then the doorbell, the doorbell rings, or not, as a knock, I believe, and then she opens the door and it's, it's a poor, wet, stray cat named Mew Mew, I don't know, is this a new cat that she's named Mew Mew? I forget. I, I've watched. It. I wrote these notes like two weeks ago. It, do, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> in this case. But also, uh, they pull. I like that they pull a big daddy on this one, and that they wasted a good surprise on yes. the cat. And then here comes being at the door. It's grumpy ass Jonas with his box of knickknacks. I wrote these notes pretty well. Knickknacks. Yeah. Why did I write that? He's yeah. not an animal lover, it seems. Right. But you know what? You know what would have. Uh, you know what would have shortened this story real quick is if he gave all those animals a knickknack paddywhack. Uh, but I really, I, 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 I went for it because I'm like, I'm not going to get to say that phrase often, so I'm going for well, it. So to the two people that like that, you're welcome. Well, for the knickknack paddywhax that he didn't give the pets, he was given a gold hammer for 47 years of service. Well, yeah, it's like, that's not going to play into this story at all. Like, what company get, like, is that supposed to be you're supposed to get a gold watch? Like, I imagine a gold, a solid gold hammer that big, mind you, it's going to be way more expensive than a gold watch. Like, I get... This show, this episode particularly really... Like, I thought the episode I did with you before asked a lot out of you with um, suspending your disbelief. They are just straight up asking you to, like... To, like, not only turn your brain off, but, like, turn your brain off and, like, put it in battery acid. So what we're saying is you don't have to stop to that much. No, I don't. So he at sits. All. So he sits down after his long day of forty-seven years of work, and he sits on a dog toy and he says, "God damn house I built with my goddamn life." He's too tired to party and goes to bed, laying it on there pretty thick. Yeah, <laughs> and then the reveal: she opens the door, and it's party animals. They all have party, party hats. hats, and it's cute. Yeah. It's one of the highlights of the episode. It's the highlight of the episode, Wade. Well, we haven't got to uh, the neighbor yet. Oh. Oh, my God. <clears throat> uh, then he wakes out and he freaks out that he is late for work and is like, oh, oh not. We've all yeah. been there. When you yeah. have a day off, you wait, you, right. you accidentally set your alarm. Oh, I'm, I didn't set my alarm. Oh, crap. And stuff like that. And uh, Sunshine the Cat, I don't know what that means. I wrote that in my notes. Uh, he tries to sleep, but he can't. 831, it's too late for him. Then he's got to go to the bathroom. She's combing her hair. He drops his glasses in the toilet. So retirement life sucks for him. And then uh, 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I wrote in my notes. Please don't take a bath, because he's got a shit. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those things. Uh, I That's... put it all in caps. <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those things that I'm watching. So I, so I watched this one with my wife, and I was like. My wife. Because they don't straight up say what's going on. I'm like, hey, babe, what's he so embarrassed about? And she's like, he's got a shit, babe. And I was like. Man, well, to be fair, Scott, you don't have shame. You'll just shit right. Well, in front I was of gonna say it's like too bad it's not like modern love. Like a modern couple, man, they be shitting in front of each other, dude. Modern they be co- shitting the same toilet without dude, flushing, dude. Modern couples be eating ass. Speaking of food and eating, she's making some breakfast for the pets. A big ass steak. Yeah. I'm like, what? It looked like a pancake at first. I thought she was making pancakes at first. He starts yelling and getting emotional, and then here comes a vulture, I believe. I don't know. I I think it was a crow. Yeah, I think it was a crow. It didn't look like a vulture. It's too too small to be a vulture. It could have been a vulture. I don't remember. I only, if I may, I watched the last episode like four or five times because I not only because I enjoyed it. But also the fact that, like, there was so much going on that I was like, man, I really got to watch this one at least a couple times. Did not give this one episode luxury. I, I would have, I would have rather, I would have rather stepped on a rusty nail that's pointed upward than watch this episode again. Uh, so he, we get to him in the basement. He's shining his hammer in the basement. And then here comes Roy. A.K.A. the human MVP of this episode. Roy is played by Martin Garner. He was mostly known for Night Court as Bernie. And he was also in the Kid in the, Kid the Can segment. Uh, sorry, Kick the Can segment. For some reason, I typed in Kid the Can. Uh, from Twilight Zone movie. He was also, Scott, you know this. He was in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Who was he? He was Mikhail S. Gorbachev. In, you know, the, in the Glass Nuts Plumbers Academy episode, I can see him now that I know. Remember what? Now that I know what he looks because I know what he looks like. Everybody, I can see him playing Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah, well, he uh, played him in, in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show of all shows, right? Yeah, and then he basically goes, "Hey, hey, Jonas, I got you some model plane. You got a Seahawk model plane, and that's what I've been doing when I was retired and wearing truck suits. That's what I've been doing. And then he's like, and pulling them off, mind you. And then he's like, Nah, I got some pruning to do. Uh, for those who don't know what pruning is, it's basically trimming, using hedge clippers and trimming the hedges on bushes. Spoiler: He ain't good at it. No. Uh, we'll get to how great he is later. Right. But before we get into that, can we just talk about how beautiful of a man Roy is? Okay. He is, without a doubt, the. I've never seen someone who looks both human and like a mutant at the same time. I've never, se- I've never seen a man. I've never seen a man who, who in one in one pose can be you know not not George Clooney, but you know kind of handsome, you know, in an average way. But then the I'm other gonna say George Costanza, and then the other time look like George Costanza. That that was a good one. I've also never seen a man who. The fact he never played the penguin surprises me. Also, it, uh, he would have made a he would have been really good if they um if they needed like a twin for him. Do you remember in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Amazing Larry? Yeah. Doesn't he look like if you put the mohawk on him? That's yes, yeah, so I say, Larry. Amazing Larry. Huh? <laughs> um. Anyway, back to this. Uh, I wrote um, Bulldog sighting at twelve minute mark. 
So if you like bulldogs, there you go. And apparently squirrels are disgusting, and Jared's like, get out of here! And it keeps trimming the tree, and uh, it's terrible. The tree is awful. It's it's basically non-existent. He cuts all the fucking also, branches the, off. Also, did you know that, that it looked, I'm pretty sure that that backyard was a set. I think the whole thing was a set. Yeah, you could tell. Anyway. that Here's the thing. That usually doesn't bother me, because I feel like most of the previous episode we watched was all a set. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me when it's, like, I think I think what did this episode... Were they, more, were they trying to do, like, a, kind of, like, an old sitcom kind of feel? Maybe, but I don't think they committed enough. To, if that is what they were going for, I don't think they committed enough to it. Yeah. But when you look at the episode we watched together, the thing is, like, there wasn't a lot of daylight stuff outside. That's true. Because most of the daylight stuff, it was always inside, and you'd see some daylight out in a window or something. Yeah. But this one, like, you're just out there and it's very obvious. And if that is what they were going for, like I said, they did, I don't feel they committed enough to the gimmick if that's what they were doing, which, which kind of sucks because, you know, especially now in the year of our Lord 2021, we have WandaVision. So we know that that kind of stuff can work. Yeah. Uh, And then it's it's lunchtime. Nina makes him a sandwich, a tuna sandwich, but it's cat food. Makes me think of kitty litter sandwiches from Little Rascals. <laughs> uh, it's kitty litter. Uh, actually, I, actually, now that you, you say it like that, it makes me think of the poop scene from Billy Madison. Oh, <laughs> it's poop again! Um, the bulldog's name is revealed to be Jonas. Same name as him, so he's he doesn't like that. His name is Jonas. He coughs, and she's so mad like, you didn't do that. And she's like, "Is that a hairball?" And he's like, "A hairball." And then she gives him an aspirin or brownie, and then he says, I'm not an animal, I'm a human being, a quote from the elephant. And man. right there, right there, is the exact moment where I realized, okay, they picked this story just so they could shoehorn that quote in. Yeah. I really, I really do believe. Maybe they called David Lynch up and be like, hey David, can we use this? No. I think you can use that. Coop, you can use that line. I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. Uh, Just make sure it's done on television or on the big screen. If it's on a phone, fuck that shit. Coop, are you there? Coop. Anyway. um, (laughs) He calls the Coop poop. So he's in the basement and Roy brings up yet another model plane. uh, And Is this where we realize he's been giving him... I think that's supposed to be our passage of time. Like, I guess the idea is, like, every day, either every day or every week, because we don't know how long it actually goes, he has more to the point where he has, like, a little bit of a collection of models that he has Maybe that's the collection that's completed. He's going to get all the model planes. (laughs) All of them. Uh, So, she's apologizing, and they show Anita apologizing. She's like, I'm sorry for treating this way. I'm sorry. And it's a bait and switch, because she's talking to a cat. But, and, like, that goes into, like... Okay, back to what I said about suspending your your disbelief, but like turning your more but more like turning your brain off, taking out putting in battery acid. Nobody is that inept. I get I can get it if they're trying to be funny, but the tone is so wrong for what they're trying to I feel like they're trying to do with it to where it don't work. It just don't work. Well, and, neither is just Jonas cuz he's retired. <laughs> 
That was good. You got me on that one. You got me on I that. I bring the comedy. But, yeah, it's, uh, there was just so much. Like, they, if I could sum this up, episode up in a phrase, when it comes to the logic, it was a big ask from the audience. Anyway. To accept a lot of this. Anyway, so they're outside. The cat spills lemonade, and then he tries to kill Mew Mew, the bastard. But instead he falls in a little mud pond. Man, her lemonade must be good as shit if that makes him want to cut a cat's head off with his flippers. Uh, and then he goes to the shower, goes in the bathtub with fish, and it's got one of the greatest transitions ever. It's like, and then a, and then a transition wipe, uh, which I love that little thing. Um, but then he comes, he comes up with a new hobby, and then he falls over. Oh no, he falls over because of the ho- he falls over, and he's like, oh Jonas. To the bulldog, like he's yeah. up to something devious, and I guess he took night classes that were not in front of the camera. And it must, it must, you know, it wasn't just that; it was like an all-day like cra- crash course. Yeah, because he already knew what to do. Yeah, and then uh, we just jump right into like Anita's looking for for Jonas the bulldog, and then Jonas is like, he's in the backyard. Anita, go find him. And she's like, okay. So she opens the back door and they reveal Taxidermy Jonas with light up eye action. For some reason. Light up eye action. I don't the taxidermy part I'm I'm okay with. I, I kinda saw it coming, and I'm okay with it. It's the light up eyes and the race and the remote control car thing. Like wouldn't he have considered like it, the dog didn't move? Like he didn't it wasn't like battery powered in that way. Couldn't he have just had like one of those like um your car your garage door? No. Clickers. And then he's like, good children ought to be seen, not heard. And you're like, fuck you. And then and he is like, you're not going to touch my new mew. And then she looks, she runs, she looks under the bed, and she finds a taxidermy squirrel. Which, that was a missed opportunity. I, 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 was, I was, When that happened, you're all thinking, I could... You're thinking she's going to be like, Jonas, you're nuts. <laughs> Actually, No. I thought they were. I thought wouldn't it be funny if they did a thing where she finds the dead squirrel and he's like, "Oh, I didn't do that. He's just dead." <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? So then she runs to the basement and she sees all her dead and stuffed animals. It's real fucked up shit. Yeah. But thank God Mew Mew's okay for now. Thank God. Or is he? Uh, and then Jonas like pushes her to the freaking the craft table where all the model planes are. And he's like, come here, Mew Mew, I'm going to get you. And then she looks over, it's like, there's that gold hammer. It's almost like we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, the, uh, it's like the second you see that hammer, you're like, he's, he's gonna, someone's going to get hit with that hammer. Someone's going to get hit with that hammer. Someone's going to get hit with that hammer. And then, boom, right in the head. Power right in the kisser. And then we transition right to the living room. Anita asked Je- Jonas if Lassie is okay to watch on TV, which is funny. And then I wrote my notes. Roy walks in in the bluest suit in the history of suits and blue. And you know what? He looked fabulous. Yeah. And then it reveals the stuffed Jonas. And then Roy is like, (gasps) You know what? Best reaction shot of the entire episode. Yeah, he fucking saved it because that thing looked like shit. It literally looked like they were like, okay, um, we got to do this effect. All I've got is 10 pounds of silly putty. And some and, olives and, and two, some white paint. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's just... And here's the thing. 
going back to the whole sitcom idea, if it was supposed to look bad to fit in with that motif, again, they didn't commit enough to the gimmick and to the look of it to where that made sense. So it ends up looking really bad. But like overall, this this episode was just it's just, hey, watch a guy be grumpy for a half hour and then kill some animals. Like Ugh, this this one this wasn't good. It wasn't good, it wasn't fun, it wasn't clever. It wasn't what you this this should this felt like a pilot episode. You know when you watch a pilot of a show and it's not as good? Has it found its footing yet? Yeah, and you're just like, how did this like when you watch the pilot of Seinfeld or Yeesh. like Friends or some show that lasted a really long time, and you're like, how did this last like this long? Yeah. That would be this. I was going to say Cheers, but then Cheers is pretty consistent. I've never seen Cheers' as pilot episode. Pretty though. consistent. It's pretty much what the show is. But I, I just feel like this is a Ted very... Ted Danson does stuff. This is a, I just feel like this is a very weak episode. Um, this is probably the weakest episode of the season. We're not, ta- we're not done an episode yet. There's more. In the closing segments. Oh, well, well forgive me. <clears throat> the best part. I guess Jonas learned that a hobby can be very self-fulfilling as long as you're not too stuffy about it so until next time i want you all to sit stay play dead good boy to the dog peeves uh then we can talk about the episode i i I mean i i give it two out of five that's generous what what's the lowest i can go zero i don't think it's that i'm gonna give it i'm gonna uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to give it one star. Oof. And you know why I'm going to give it that one star? Roy. A combination. If it was just Roy and no animals, it would get a half star. The full star is Roy and the animals. Well, Mew Mew gets one star from me, and Roy gets another star from me. That's why I give it um, two stars. Like, I mean, I, I, I kind of wanted to make my piece known, because I know you want to, because, you know, this is your show. I'm very, you to, like, I'm very, really I am very ambivalent to this episode. I don't think it's the worst episode of Tales from Crypt history. I don't think so. It's just there's not. It's not necessarily a bad episode. It's just there's nothing there that you can sink your teeth into at all. Or like it's not particularly the funniest episode. Like it doesn't get funny. Like uh, one of my the funniest episodes to me is Top Billing with John with uh, uh, John Lovitz. That episode is one of my favorite episodes. We'll get to it in season three. This just does not deliver on the funny. The horror, the twist, or comeuppance, whatever. It doesn't deliver on anything like that. And all those and all those stuff that like We got cuter cats. No, I shouldn't say that. Well, and it's one of those things where you talk about those things and it's like the one spot where it could a story like this could have benefited was the twist, but like you saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. You know, with with bringing in the hammer. As soon as and I'll say this, as soon as he mentioned taxidermy, I was like Oh, this is gonna end with him getting taxidermy, doesn't it? I don't even know if I'm using the right phrase. Yeah. Um. But no. But that, but but see, here's the thing, and this is one of the interesting parts about when you and I do an episode is the fact that you know you're someone who like you watched this back in the day as a kid. You you've watched it over the time. I'm someone who really didn't watch it back in the day, and I'm kind of like, I watched it here and there, but not just if it was on. Yeah. And I'm kind of acquainting myself with it, and I and I'm sure. For as long as it lasted, with how many seasons they had, there are going to be worse episodes than this. It's definitely the worst. That's why I say it. it's definitely the worst episode of the season. Yes. 
Uh, I refuse to believe it's the worst episode of the series, especially I mean, there's, there's, the there's lot, of season seven. There's a lot of season six and season seven that are like, oof. Um, it's just one of those episodes where, like, you look, you look at the legend of Tales from the Crypt. You look at the legacy of the show, and you see an episode like this, and it just really, for someone like me who wants to get into it, like people like you, it kind of bums you out. Because you're, I'm not saying I expect, you know, home run after home run after home run. This isn't Disney knocking out all the home runs. But, (laughs) that was a little inside reference there, a little inside baseball for you. But, it's one of those things where, when people, it's one of those things that people do hype up. And when you get an episode like this, it can be very disappointing. Like, when you watch, when someone hypes up a movie, and like, everybody's like, gotta see it, gotta see it, gotta see it. And then you see it, and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get the hype. Like, you might like it, but you don't get the hype. Yeah. And it's like, an episode like this, it did not do it for me in one way in, at all. But I could see this being one of those episodes that, like, if this was the first episode somebody saw who never watched, they'd be like, this is Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. But... Anyway. Uh, so that's our thoughts on Collection. Complete it. Uh, before we go, Scott, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I do have some things to plug. Uh, obviously, Wayne and I's band, Meteor King. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, our, you can search us there, uh, facebook.com slash Meteor King Band. Uh, we also have merchant stuff, meteorking.bandcamp.com. You can get CDs, uh, digital copies of music. You can get shirts, patches, pins, all that stuff. And any new stuff uh, that comes down the pike. Uh, obviously, Make a Dish Productions, without question. Uh, same places, uh, Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Minkadish Productions. Uh, my wife and I have a sticker site or a sticker, uh, shop that we're running through Etsy, uh, called Scotland Yard Stickers, S-C-O-T-L-I-N Yard Stickers. Search us on Etsy. I believe it's like Etsy.com slash Scotland Yard Stickers, um, we have all kinds of cool stickers there. Uh, if you like Dolly Parton, we got Dolly Parton stickers. Uh, we've got uh, there's a share sticker on there. We're just starting out, so we're yeah we're testing the waters. We're seeing what you know we're just seeing what people like and what's what people are into. Uh, we actually just uploaded one of the first wrestling related ones. Uh, we've uploaded a uh, Minoru Suzuki Ichiban sticker. So if you're a fan of uh, Suzuki Gun, Minoru Suzuki, or just Japanese wrestling. Or the word Ichiban. Um, or the word Ichiban, yes. Uh, you can get that there. Um, wide variety. We're we're kind of we're trying to branch out into like a lot of our own personal interests with this. Um, and if you've ever listened to any of the podcasts we've done or anything like that, you know I'm a big wrestling fan. So you can tell where my interests or and um, uh, input. And if you buy on. if you buy a lot of stuff and say it from Tales from the Pod Crypt, maybe it'll be a a Crypt Keeper sticker. Maybe maybe even a Tales from the Pod Crypt sticker. Oh shit! With my face. As the Crypt wait, Keeper. Wait, we want people to buy the sticker. Oh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> um, don't want that. Don't think I have anything else to plug. I think, uh, I think we got it. Awesome. So, until next time, kids, we'll see you in a few weeks.